My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to harness the sounds of the American accent. I teach you how you can communicate using the words, expressions, and muscle movements that match that of just a typical American English speaker. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto. I live in Mexico. And today I'm recording this podcast episode from out on my terrace. I'm standing on the terrace. It's actually my mother-in-law's terrace. I don't own a terrace. I don't own property yet. I am not a homeowner yet. I'm definitely working on it. But the terrace belongs to my mother-in-law. It's a lovely day outside. I got a nice shady spot under a tree. And I figured, why not record here? Of all the places in this house that I could record, I'd like to do it with a little bit of a breeze, hearing the birds chirping in the background. Sure, we'll get the odd car passing by now and then, but it's all a part of the fun. It's all a part of the show. So let's have a little bit of fun today and practice some English. Today we are going to focus on one word alone. Just one word. A slang word that's used very commonly with younger generations and also older generations too. It's starting to become just a general slang term that everybody uses. And it's a word that we use to say, I'm interested. I'm interested in something. And that word is down. We say, I'm down. I'm down. Are you down? I'm down. Anybody down for this? Anybody down for some pizza? Anybody down to go for a dip? Well, I hope that you're all down to learn a little bit today. I hope that you're all interested in learning about this expression today because it is extremely common and using it for yourself will just help you communicate using the words that native English speakers are using. And that's what we need. That's what we're here for. So let's do exactly that today. And let's consider this word down to be down. And we'll get into all that in just a couple of minutes. But before we do, I would like to say, if this topic is interesting to you, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. If you have not already, when you hit subscribe or on Spotify, follow, or if you give it a a thumbs up and a rating, you will be notified whenever I get new material out. You see, you can count on one episode a week from me. That's my commitment I'm saying, and at one episode a week, I can do for sure. Last week, it was only one episode. Some weeks, I've got time to do two or three episodes. And that's what gets done, two or three episodes in a week. And so if you're like me, and you always like to stay up to date on your favorite podcasts, then make sure that you hit subscribe to this podcast so that you can keep your skills in spoken English moving forward seamlessly. Now, if you are somebody who's looking to develop an American accent and you don't know where to start, I have created the ideal video course for you, my friend. 
something that's going to help you harness the stress and the sounds of the American accent, all just starting with the letter T. You see, the letter T makes many different sounds. And when you learn to harness these sounds for yourself, your spoken English will improve and your listening skills. You see, when you understand the sounds and the stress of the American accent better, you understand the speech of Americans better. You'll understand why it feels like maybe people are speaking too quickly or why certain sounds just disappear altogether. Uh, the word internet, for example. The T disappears from the word internet. Another word, important. That has two T's. I didn't pronounce either of them. I didn't say important. I said important. If you are interested in learning about those sorts of things, click that link in the description and let me be your guide, my friend. Let's get into today's lesson. Let's get into today's lesson. It's starting to get hot. It's getting hot up here on the terrace. Sasa and Manu have gone inside. Sasa and Manu are my dogs. They're not down. They're not down to hang out on the terrace with me. It's too hot. I even put out a bowl of nice cool water out on the terrace in a shady spot. They didn't want it. Me, however, if I just hide in the air conditioner all day, I am not going to last in Mexico. And you know what? I may have a few more years of living in Mexico ahead of me. And I welcome that experience of living in Mexico for a few more years. I love it here. But I can't spend my time hiding under an air conditioner. I have done that for quite a while. But you know what? If I want to live in Mexico, I got to get used to the Mexican sun. There's no getting away from the sun. No getting away from the sun. And so I've got some cucumber water. I've spoken about cucumber water in episodes in the past, but I'll tell you about it once more. I peel some cucumbers. You got to get that green stuff, the skin. You've got to get the skin off of the outside of the cucumber. There's wax on it. You don't want to ingest that wax. So I peel my cucumbers. I slice my cucumbers. And then I take my slices of cucumber and I put them in a jug of water. Preferably a glass jug of water. Plastic will do, of course, but plastic is showing to have a little harm for our bodies. Glass, not so much. I will take a glass water jug, fill it with cucumber. I even drizzle a little honey in on top of the cucumber. It's really nice. Oftentimes, my dogs will come by. They love cucumber. I'll give them a slice of cucumber. Cucumber is good for their breath. You know, how you, you know how dog breath gets. It's unpleasant. So I give them each a slice of cucumber, kind of clean their mouth a little bit, clean their breath, and then I fill the jug with water. I then stir it. You got to make sure that you stir that honey into the water. You want to get some seeds, some of those seeds out of the cucumber, get those into the water, stirring around, and then put it in the refrigerator. Let it sit for a few hours. Four hours minimum, 10 hours maximum. And then before you take a sip of your cucumber water, you want to take that jug of water out of the refrigerator. And you want to remove all of the slices of cucumber from the water. This is because it'll taste a little bitter. Those cucumber slices won't taste so good anymore. 
Trust me, I've tried it. I've tried tasting the slices. Fresh cucumber slices in water, not a problem. But after it's sat for a few hours, you want to take those cucumber slices out of there. And then pour yourself a nice glass of cucumber water. Go out and sit in the sun for a bit. Cucumber water is high in electrolytes, and studies have shown it lowers your blood sugar. Blood sugar level goes down, electrolytes go up. That's a very good thing if you're looking to lose some weight. In the last couple years, a lot of people have put on a little weight. We haven't gotten out as much. And no shame in it. No shame in it. It's just a reality. We're human. When we don't move as much and we eat a little more, we put on a little weight. It happens. And if you're someone who's looking to shed a few pounds, hey, cucumber water. Myself, I've got this cucumber water. I'm sitting on the terrace and I'm feeling good. So I'm telling you about my cucumber water. And I wish for others out there to experience something like this as well. That's why I told that story about cucumber water. It had nothing to do with the uh, lesson of today. So let's talk about what it means to be down. As I've said, down, if you're down, you're interested. You say I'm down, it means I'm interested. Let's practice a quick little exercise here. I'm going to ask you some questions. These questions are going to use the word down. I'm going to ask you, are you down for this? And as I've said, are you down is like saying, are you interested? And I'd like you to respond to me and simply say, yeah, I'm down. Just like that. Yeah, I'm down. Casual. Yeah, I'm down. Or, no, I'm not down. No, I'm not down. Not just no. But no, I'm not down. Not just yeah, but yeah, I'm down. Question number one. Are you down to grab a coffee later? I must have a lot of coffee drinkers listening. So yeah, I'm down. There you go. Maybe some of you say no. You wouldn't want to grab a coffee with me. That's okay. You down? Question number two. Are you down to go to the beach? Are you down? Are you down to go to the beach? Are you down to go to the beach? And just give me a quick, yeah, I'm down. Or, no, I'm not down. You down to play some Xbox? Are you down? Are you down to play some Xbox? Some of you may not even know what Xbox is. And so you'd probably say, no, I'm not down. Some of you may prefer PlayStation, the inferior console. Probably also say, no, I'm not down. I, I, I like PlayStation games. I'm not down to play Xbox. But many of you out there may prefer Xbox. And those of you that do would say, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Let's play some Xbox. I'm down. Now, those three phrases, those three questions that I just asked you right there. Are you down to get some coffee? You down to go, to go to the beach? You down to play, play some Xbox? You down to play? I'd like to point out that in each of those cases, I say, are you down? And then it's followed by a verb, right? Are you down to, and then a verb. Are you down to do something? Who's down to do this? Nobody's down. Nobody's going to be down for that. Nobody's interested in doing that. Nobody's down. 
Everyone's down. Yeah, we're all down. We're down. We're all down. We're all down to help. We're all down to take a trip to Cancun. We're all down. Everyone's down. Now, there is another use of down when you want to be a little bit more specific. Because verbs give good details in a sentence. These are the actions that we're going to be doing. And that's important. Every sentence must have a verb. However, equally as important is a subject or a noun. And instead of saying down to do something, which is very common, if you want to be more specific, you can say down for something. For example, we could say, are you down to go to the casino? You down to go to the casino? Down to go to the casino? But if you want to be specific about what you're doing in that casino, you could say, are you down for some poker? You guys down for for a little blackjack? Down for? Down for some poker? What do we have here? Well, I'm not saying down to anymore. I'm saying down for. Down for poker. Down for hockey. Down for some drinks. You sit down for dinner and a nice restaurant. And you ask your friends, are you guys down for some drinks? Down for a couple of beers, a couple of pints? You guys down? Down for. Down for. And then a noun. And I'd also like to point out, I'm not just saying that noun, right? I'm also putting a quantifier in there. A quantifier. Some, a little, a bit of. When I was in high school, my stepbrother would always ask me, are you down for a bit of Halo? It's a video game I really like on Xbox. Halo? You down for a bit of Halo? A bit of. A bit of. We would play for six hours straight. Bit of Halo. It's always a trick. But that's what we say. A bit of. You down for a bit of, bit of Halo? It's the same Like I said with drinks, if somebody says to you, you down for a couple of drinks? You down for a couple of drinks? It's not going to be a couple. It's going to be about uh, three couples. Might be six drinks. Five or six drinks is often what a couple of drinks changes to. Someone says, you down for a couple of drinks? Well, I'm just saying don't be surprised if more than just a couple, two drinks are served. You down? And the response to this is also just saying, I'm down. I'm down. You could say, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Down for. Remember a couple episodes ago, I was saying we don't say for all the time. We say for. Same thing here. I'm down for that. So let's put this to work once more. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions with down for something. Down for something. And I'd like you to respond. Give me your honest answer. You down for some Chinese food tonight? You down for? You down for some Chinese food tonight? It means, are you interested? Are you interested in eating this food? Chinese food? So you tell me, are you down for some Chinese? And what would you say? Yeah, I'm down for some Chinese. Or, no, I'm not down for that. Well, back onto that casino topic. You down for a little blackjack? Blackjack, 21, 
the other name for it, 21. You down for a little 21, a little blackjack? Are you down for a run? You down for a run? Notice here we're saying a run. Are you down to go for a run? We could also say that. Are you down to go for a run? Or you down for a run? You down for a run? Are you interested in running with me for exercise? You down for a run? Now, I don't have all day that I can hang out on this terrace because I actually have a class coming up very soon that I need to get to. And that student is not down to wait. They're not down to wait. No students are down to wait. They're paying to be here, right? And so I've got to go get to that class. But here's what I would like from you, my friend. I would like you to try asking this to someone today. Today. You're a dedicated English learner, are you not? Try asking somebody whether or not they're down. Just say that. Are you down? Are you down for this? Are you down for that? It's a very handy phrase. It's very widely used. And the way that you're going to remember it is through repeating it consistently. So take the time to do that. And I can assure you that you'll see the results that you're looking for in no time. This will just become a natural part of your spoken English. Well, I'm all out of cucumber water for today. I maybe have a bit of a sunburn. I'm going to get out of this hot sun and go inside of the house. Thank you very much for your time today. And I've just got a quick little message here today. For every listener who works with Americans on a regular basis and, and who's in regular contact with Americans, your skills and ability in communication are going to set you apart in the workplace. The more tools that you have at your disposal to call upon, the more competitively you can perform. If you take your spoken English seriously and you want to see some results with some hard-hitting materials, click that link in the description and get started on harnessing the stress and the sounds of your spoken English. Start communicating and understanding more confidently how Americans are speaking and what you can do to bridge that gap between your speech and theirs. Now you may think to yourself, I'm not even a very strong English speaker in the first place. What could I possibly gain from American accent lessons? Well, look, whether you're a beginner or a pro, it's never a bad time to form good habits when speaking. If you're just a beginner at speaking English and you create good habits for yourself now, then you'll carry those habits with you through all of your English speaking life and experiences. That's going to give you an edge over the competition. If you're an experienced English speaker, you're confident in your spoken English, you regularly speak with important people, you can still improve your communication. You can still form better habits that'll take your speech and your confidence in your words even further. Now, my friend, I know that you're a smart person. If you weren't a smart person, if you weren't highly intelligent, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. And this is why I'm telling you, you have the opportunity of a lifetime here. The opportunity to make tomorrow better. And the opportunity to take further control over your speech skills. So what I'm calling on you to do, my friend, is click that link in the description. It'll say udemy.com. And it'll bring you to a page where you can take advantage of just 
just a taste of what this video course has to offer. Check it out for yourself. It's most certainly worth your time, my friend. And I'll be more than happy to see you there. Anyway, we're going to wrap this one up for today. Thank you very much for your time. And have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.